Are you afraid to sit down? <laughs> well, he's just doing the parable of what God does, right? He reminds us. <laughs> you may be seated, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it, man. You guys are doing good. So awesome to see uh, the unity and the excitement. Man, I just, I just can't get enough of it, you know? Doesn't it uh, feel contagious? So sickness around here is not the only thing spreading. <laughs> Amen. This will spread just as quick and quicker than any sickness, right? Praise God. That's awesome. So, uh, boy, yeah, it's been good. Just really happy. You've got a, got a good crowd out here today. Uh, we did have fun yesterday. Heard from all the, the elders and the wives, and that was just fantastic. So, just awesome to see what God's doing. Love it. Been excited about it. Yeah. The word, she says, talking about sickness, the word of the Lord is health to your bones. That it is. No doubt about it, man. And I thank God for it. God's been faithful to us, hasn't he? Well, you really look at what's going on. I mean, God's been faithful to us. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he has entered into our hearts and brought the joy of the Lord. And that's something that you, you can't hardly make it in this world without the joy of the Lord, man. Let's say it this way. You could make it, but you're going to have a rough one. But with the joy of the Lord, that'll get you through, won't it? So uh, praise God. I've been, uh, Naomi and I have been talking a lot and, uh, about certain things. Uh, definitely about the communication part. So let's, let's keep that up. Uh, communication's big, okay? How, have we always said that? That's nothing new, is it? I think, though, for one of the first times in a long time, I think people are excited to communicate. And one of, one of the reasons is, is if you lose the fear of being wrong all the time, you're actually free to be right. And you know what? You may not be right all the time, but if you're at least not afraid to be wrong, you will at least go forward and try to be right. And we find our righteousness in God, but I love if, as the fear leaves us and the doubt leaves us, sin leaves us, doesn't it? And when sin leaves us, you're free to stand in the presence of God. Isn't that what this is all about? So if you're going to stand in the presence of God, you're going to be before him without sin. And you may say, but I still have sin. But if his word is covering you, what is he seeing? That's true. Gary said something pretty important that the Lord has visited him twice on, Gary. And you talked about how that when you saw some things, whether it be in the elders, whether it be in the churches or whatever, you want to follow it by prophecy. And we keep talking about Rick years ago and, and how he's led us about how I see you in my world, right? So how did all this come to be? Was it because God began to show us what the church looked like in his imagination? So in other words, God began to say, here's how I see you. 
And then he began to share it with us and said, tell everybody how I see them. And when they start believing it, they're going to start acting like I'm among them. Now think about this. Adam freaked out and said, I'm scared of God because I'm naked now. Imagine when the Holy Ghost comes and clothes us. Are we afraid to be in God's presence anymore? So now we can say, Lord, come in around two or three where we're gathered together. He said, I will be in the midst of them. So even on a physical context of what we're saying here, all of you are spiritual. But when you bring the Spirit of God with you into this place and you're not ashamed or afraid, what happens? God shows up and then we believe He's actually walking among us. And then, Marty, is it like being in the garden? Free to eat off the trees? God coming and visiting? And, and now you're in a place of church, and if you can look beyond the flesh and see the Spirit, you will see that this is like a place of, guard, of the garden, like a heavenly place, like a place where we fellowship with Jesus, like a place where the trees among us are not evil, they're good. And therefore, it's like, oh my gosh, we have a return to the garden. Have we come back to our first love? First church? If you left your first love, what if you come back to it and do the first works? What's the reward? What? Eat off the tree of life? Does everybody know that? That that's the reward of that church? So if you return to your first love, what's happening in our church? Are we starting here? Get with me now. Are we eating off the tree of life again? Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. So, if some of you have thought, I'm still trying to return to my first love, let me change your perception a little bit today. Are you in your first love? Okay, let me rephrase that. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> Have you fallen in love with the Lord again? Yes. Be- why? Because he loved you and you know it now. You see what I'm saying? Like the reason why we struggle loving God is because we think he is having a hard time loving us. Oh man, that's big statement right there. When you think God doesn't love you or you think he has a problem with you, do you think you're going to love him back? No. You're going to hightail it and you're going to find some fig leaves and you're going to try to cover yourself. And we're going to act like Adam. But the moment you believe that God loves you, and is not out to hurt you, and has forgiven you, and you become free of sin, what do you think you start doing? Your love for God increases. And now, my first love, he loved me, and now I love him. I have returned to God. Amen. Amen. 
That's awesome. And therefore, what you're experiencing in this church is a return of God's love. Not, not that God never left, did he? Did he? So, so really, in the earth, what is it? It's not God returning to us in the earth. It's us returning to him. That's what you're experiencing. You are realizing, this is why there's so much joy in this house, is because you're realizing that you love God again. Now, remember, remember, we could read in, in Ephesus, uh, the Ch- Ephesians, that's what it is, the book of Ephesians to the, to the church of Ephesus. You could read that about Paul talks to the church about sitting together in heavenly places with him. You're starting to realize that. You're starting to realize that this place here, and it's funny because the way I'm going to say this, because we spent so many years going, not this church. This is not the heavenly place. The heavenly place is here. But interesting enough, when your heavenly place gets cleansed and the love of God is there, what does this place become? Does it now become the sanctuary again? Does it become the heavenly place where we come together and share the love of God one with another? In other words, you are convinced. You are, you are, uh, you are if not all the way, you are starting to believe that God loves you and you love him and this place is a safe house and we're coming together to fellowship God. You're starting to believe it. That's what this is. And you go, this whole teaching on the believer, that was important, wasn't it? Because the believer in you is now working and we're not even having to preach specifically on the believer. And yet here he is. All among us, the believer is here. And you're believing that the heavenly place has returned, that God is abiding among men. We're talking finish line stuff. I think Gary talked about that, about actually the end of his sermon last night. But uh, I called that a sermon. I can't believe that. (laughs) We don't give sermons. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) See, you still got some of that old stuff still in you? Yeah, it's there. At the end of that word, he was talking about we're almost done. That's what he was emphasizing. But you know, it's funny that the end of Revelation talks about God abiding with man. The new Jerusalem is there. Now imagine this. I first used the garden. Now let's go to the the new Jerusalem. In the new Jerusalem, which is who? Is it not, of course it's Jesus. Yes, amen. But in division, it's the bride of Christ. What's the revelation happening among us? In the bride of Christ, God abides with men and women. God abides together with his people And they love one another and there's no separation. Do you know how and why it's so evident to see that the revelation of the bride of Christ is among us? Look at the church. Look at the church. 
the church is beginning to be convinced that we are among God and God is among us. That's what's going on. And so when, when, when you see this revelation and we go, well, all this stuff about the ladies and the, look higher, look higher. What's happening is it's not just about the female ladies, is it? God is so merciful that he uses the parable for us to put it together. Hey, everybody get with it, he says. I'll tell you what, you want to learn about the church? Ladies, let me raise you up and show everybody the church. And we go, ooh, I'm so happy for the ladies. I am too. But be happy for the church. Be happy for the body of Christ. Be happy for the bride. She has risen. Or should I say, made herself ready. What's the difference? And therefore, when you see this coming back together, this garden place. Because even the Bible talks about the garden being the wife and the female and the woman, doesn't it? And then, so in the beginning, that's where it all fell apart. In the garden. We ate off the wrong tree. So it would make sense that when God went to restore it, he restores the woman of God. Puts us all there together and says, this is the heavenly place. Let's gather back together in the heavenly place and eat off the trees of God. And in the end, it's all the tree of life. You know that, right? You know what's interesting? Did you, and, and this has been said before, so you may already know this, but I'm going to throw this out there for, for emphasis. In the book of Revelation, you have the street. What's on either side? The tree of life. You mean there's more than one? Oh, there's more than one. What happened to all the trees? They became the trees of life together with Jesus. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, man. You say, what's going on? That. You mean we're becoming the trees of life? Yep. See, because when I go to eat off your fruit, I don't want to go, ooh, that's, ooh, that, ooh. Ooh. I want to say, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And so when I eat off your fruit and you eat off the fruit that's in me, it wants to be good. It wants to be a tree of life. It wants to be a fruit that I can eat that I live forever. And so if I eat off your tree and it produces death, uh-oh, uh-oh, what do we need to work on? Some of you are like, do I still have death in me? I hope you think that. Do I still have death in me? Yeah. Sure. Sure. I ain't afraid of it. Are you? You afraid of it? Nope. <laughs> nope. We're not afraid of it. Because you know what God is doing? He's purging every tree. What do you call those? Pruners. Shears. Pruning shears. Pruning shears. 
tree trimmers. <laughs> there you go, John. Did you grow up in the South or something? What is the Lord doing? What's the Spirit of God doing right now to make sure you become a tree of life? <laughs> Jump in. Let's go. Don't be afraid of it. Because if we taste of some fruit that's bad, guess what's coming next? Yeah. So I don't like the way you talk to me. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Just pruning. <laughs> Just cutting off a bad branch, that's all. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll pass, don't worry. I know you like that branch. You like that fruit, but relax. That's what I do at home. Everybody just calm down. <laughs> Even if it's just me and Naomi. <laughs> That's true. I'd be like, everybody just calm down. Because <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts there. There's a lot of thoughts going on in this room. Everybody just calm down. And that's, I'm just talking to all the thoughts here. No, really, if, if the Lord is doing this and he's bringing us back together, and see, everybody wants instantaneous perfection. So when I say we're back in the new Jerusalem, sometimes your thoughts go, ooh, I don't know about all of that. I mean, like I... I believe you and I'm in there and I feel it. I feel what's going on, but I still deal with all of this. Look, all of these things are happening at the same time. Okay? We're learning how to overcome sin, but yet we're tasting of the new Jerusalem too. Aren't we? But this thing is very spiritual. I had something very interesting happen to me this morning. And this... this um, this, is, this bears true with what Rick has always told us. And Gary and I will relate to this very well. But the Spirit of the Lord came to me this morning and talked to me. And you know who it was? Take a guess. It was Rick in the Spirit. Not a man. He always said, my Spirit will still talk to you. And this morning, I asked him when I got here, were you working the Spirit this morning? Tell me, he says. And he's talking to me this morning and telling me where we're going in the spirit in this church. And I thought, my God, man, that is a, that thing is real, Brad. And I'm like, okay, I got it. We got this now. We got this now. This is this is not going to, God is not going to forsake us. And you say, who was it? It was the Spirit of the Lord for sure. It was sent by the Spirit of the Lord, but it was his, the angel of the Lord, didn't Rick? And you know what he wants me to do? Don't ever forget the spirit realm. Make sure you tell everybody not to just stay focused on what's happening in the physical church. Be excited about it, but remember there's higher things going on. Why do I want to teach to you about this new Jerusalem? Because that's what's going on. That's what's happening. And many of you are experiencing it. And you're, you're feeling it. And sometimes it's even just in the emotion of it. Like I love the emotion that's in here now. And at one point we were like, 
It's not emotion. No, there's no emotion. Well, that'll kill you quick. Because I remember when the Lord helped me with that and said, hey, I made you human. D did you know the Lord talks that way? I made you human. And knock, knock, knock. You got emotion in you, bro. God didn't say that. <laughs> That's the way me and Josh will talk to each other, bro. You know, and some of us, right? God didn't say that. He just said, I put emotion in you. I just don't want it defiled. I want to teach you how to use it the right way. But don't be afraid to feel emotion when I start moving. It's just that emotion can deceive you. True? And, and no wonder you get raised in a Pentecostal church especially. And dude, emotion is at a sky high. And, and you're doing all kinds of stuff. But the next thing you know... You walk outside and that emotion ain't working anymore. What's ha what happened? You need a word from God, don't you? See, we're, we're okay with emotion, but we want a word from God that actually changes our life. So why not have both? Why not have both? I'm okay with it. Are you? And I've shown you I'm okay with it because look at our church. And everything we do. That line yesterday, I'm telling you, when Rick started walking around this church and, and everybody started following, singing, in unity, raising their hands. If you weren't here, you missed it. I'm telling you, that was the most amazing thing. And raising their hands, praising God. And Rick thanking God, praise the glory of God and all of this. And he'd lift your hands. It's just... It's just that is life-changing. And you know, these are the things that I told you yesterday when Naomi and I were talking. We went through the death, and God is raising it all up. All those words were true. It's true. And here we are. God's love has returned to our hearts. We know it now. We know it now. So if you can stand before God and know that He loves you, who else can you stand in front of? You can stand before the devil. And you know what you can say to the devil? I don't commit adultery against my husband. Amen. I don't fornicate against my husband. Sorry, devil. Well, I ain't even sorry. I'm sorry for you. But me and my husband, I'm the church. Me and my husband, we're together as one. We don't separate like that. So all that stuff I used to do, yeah, I know you come calling, but listen, he saved me from all of that. Time for you to go. I'm telling you, man. Because when you know you love God, the Lord Jesus, and he loves you, you will stand in front of the devil. You will deny your sin. You will overcome his oppression and his lies and his torments. You will overcome it all. There will be no fear. You will not fear anything. Now, what are we learning, Julie, right now? We're learning to be free in the spirit. 
And that takes time. That takes time. And check this out. If, if the church is the bride of Christ, the woman of God, and God has joined it as one, and he says that in the beginning we were in heavenly places and we got separated, but I am joining you back so that we can all sit together in heavenly places again. Do you know the heavenly place is above principalities and powers and spirits. Did you know that? The heavenly place is above the principalities. The heavenly place is above angels. Did you know that? How many of you know that when Paul talked about the church working out its own agreements, that basically says, don't you know you will judge angels? How many ever thought of that? Because the church, and check this out. Now, you just got to go look. If you want to find some amazing spiritual truths that I'm talking about, go read the book of Ephesians. And you read it. Four times he talks about the heavenly place, specifically. Four times. And he makes it very clear that the church will bring the wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. The church will. The church is supposed to be above the spirit world. Now I'm just throwing a little extra in there for you to provoke you today. I'm saying this is a spiritual thing God is doing. How many times have we always told you you're a spiritual being? Did you know you'll judge angels? Did you know you'll sit in the heavenly place? Do you know where the heavenly place is? In the book of Ephesians, you can find it. It's where Jesus was placed on the right hand of his father. That's the heavenly place. Who's sitting with him? The church. Now, one last thing I'm going to throw out there. Nancy and I were talking about this, believe it or not. We had a, we had a talk the other day. You say, well, what about places in heaven? Where's my place in heaven? Look at the seven churches and you'll learn them. In the overcomers of the seven churches, remember how I taught that and I showed you the rewards? I haven't forgot it. I'm still working it. I hope you are too. Go back and look at it. If you need help with it, read your Bible. It'll show it. But also on the website I write, I, on one of the early writings, around six or seven, I taught on that and I, I even made a little chart. Anybody saw that? There's a little chart that will give you all of them in one place, right in front of you. Go look at it. My gift to you. And when you look at that and you look at those overcomers, I showed you today that you're overcoming in the first church. You ready to do the other ones? Are those different places? The heavenly places? The rewards are the different places of heaven. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. So will you be a temple in the pillar of God? I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Will you be a pillar of God? (laughs) Will you be a pillar of God in the temple? Will you have a new name written? See, this is what we're learning. You are learning 
Some of you are going to start telling me, my God, God wrote a new name on me, and I know it now. Some of you are going to say, I'm a pillar in the temple of God, and I'm never leaving again. And some of you, are, you're just going to go through the rewards, and then you're going to get to the last church, and you're going to say, I'm sitting in his throne with him. I have now reached the highest heavenly place. And I am in the throne of God, seated with him, ruling over all powers and principalities, all of them. Do you see what the purpose of the church is? See, we say, well, is the spirit world real? It's real. See, and I'm, I balance between taking something so deep and here we are as human and let's face it, humans are simple-minded, aren't we? When it comes to God, there's some brilliant people in the earth when it comes to things of earth. But when it comes to God, whew, we're like, we miss a lot. So God is helping us balance and mediate the difference between the highest place of heaven and the lowest place of man. And you know what's going to do it? The redemption of the church. The redemption of the church. And so what's happening right now? Are we eating off the tree? Yeah. But how many want to sit in the throne? Yeah. And you say, but aren't we already there? Well, by prophecy we are. But see, you got to know that. Because if you're sitting in the throne of God, you're not living your own dreams in your life. You're not doing what you want in your own life. And so will everybody sit in the throne? This is a good question. Will everybody sit in the throne with God? Or will some people say, well, I'm good just eating off the trees. Oh, now we're provoking you now. See, we say, well, no, all of that's for all of us. Well, did God give you choice? He prophesied to us all, but who's going to come? Oh, see? And here's what I have loved, okay? And, I, and I'm going to round it all up and be done today. Here's what I love about God. He puts out this big table that we've talked about and says, everybody come and eat. Some come and some say, well, could you pass the bread? Others sit at the table right in front of the bread. Others are standing off saying, pass me a piece, please. Okay. Well, here's the good part about the ones that sit in front of the bread. They're always willing to pass the bread. But is it possible right now that as, a, as the stirring of God works, how far will you come? How much will you get involved? How much do you want out of the kingdom of God? How much? If you're happy just eating off a tree, guess what? God loves it. You are going to live forever. But do you want to be in the temple? <laughs> do you want a new name? Amen. You want to rule from the throne of God? Amen. So is there provoking here? Makes a lot more sense, huh, Nancy? Been thinking about it? We, we, she provoked me with a question, so I answered it. 
And here we are provoking you in the things of God. So what is God doing in the church? Well, all of this. So the gathering. And the last thing I'll say is this today. This is awesome. If you have noticed, God is very patient, so he leads us into a place. And I've said this many times. When the disciples got to the last place where Jesus was ascending, and he wasn't going to be with them, Marty. He's, his body was gone. And here he is, gone up into heaven, and the angel says, the same way he left is the same way he's going to come. But you're standing there with no image. And you're like, what do I do? I have nobody to follow. They remember, Jesus just told me before he left, go tarry in Jerusalem. And they did it. Without an image telling them to do it, they did it. By faith, they obeyed the word of the Lord without Jesus being in front of them. Now that's amazing. You know why? Because in three years before that, they needed Jesus to tell them every single thing to do. And he had to be there. And Brad, if he wasn't there, they wouldn't do it. They'd fall asleep. Good point. They would do their own thing. They would say their own thing. And he would have to be there in person and say, hey, Marty, come on, man. Get with it. Right? And it had to be in person. But over three and a half years, he taught them that when he leaves, they could live for God. And they believed it for the first time. I can live for God without him being here. I can follow Jesus without his body being here. And they went and tarried and was filled with the Holy Ghost. And then who did they become? Jesus in the earth? Yeah. So what is, I said all that to say this, what's happening right here, right now? Has he, is he guiding us? And preparing us, some of you say, well, I, I don't want to lay my life down all the way. Yeah, but three months ago, you didn't want to be and give up what you're giving up today. But now you do. You know why? He's teaching you to love him again. And the more you love him, the more you're want to going to be with him. The more you love him, the more you want to be like him. The more you get to know him, the more you love him. And so it's like, do I want to go sit in the throne? Well, the thought sounds good, but what's the cost? Well, don't worry about the cost. Just let me love you. And the more you fall in love, guess what you want to do? Lay down your life. So you see how easy that is? You see how easy? It's you're already doing it, is what I'm saying. You're already falling in love. You're already eating off the trees. You don't have to think, oh my God, I got to lay my life down. Throw it out. We know that's what's going to happen. What you need to focus on is how much you love God and how much God loves you. And you watch, you watch, 
Yeah, that's good. You watch. And therefore, we realize I am spiritual. I am pretty spiritual. Because I love God more than I thought I did. I serve God better than I thought I did. The devil told me I was wrong all the time, and I ain't listening to that joker anymore. We're listening to the Lord. Isn't that good? Stand with me to your feet. As always, I like, I like to pray. We've been praying the whole time. Right? Yeah? I'm glad you're sitting up front here like this. Look at that. Clapping your hands. The only thing I didn't hear you shout is amen. 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 Can you imagine these girls sitting up here going, preach it, brother. Preach it. (laughs) Amen. Bow your heads. Lord, bless your people today. Cause them to walk in this. And I thank you today, Lord. I, I, I believe all of us here today realize what you're doing. We realize it, don't we? Do you realize it? You re- we realize it, Lord, that you are causing us to love you and see the love that you have for us. We pray that you continue to work this work as you always do, Lord. Help us overcome every obstacle that stands in the way of serving you. And we thank you for all the help you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You love the Lord today? Praise God. Go in peace today.